Chilling. That's a lot of what we got, and a lot of what everybody been to say all this past week. Say, all oh, that chilling, a cracky tea, then Charleston apologizing, thing like that. But all they do, don't apology. What kind with that? People been want to know what you got to do. And you want to just hear the 100 of cracky tea to say, you see what kind we we. So, yes, all around the world, people have gotten the word that there has been a change in the hearts or the minds or however you want to phrase it of people in regard to what took place that scattered African people around the world that created what we call the African diaspora, some say diaspora, what has created also another diaspora, the Gullah Geechee diaspora, because once you were taken from the motherland and then planted in the soils of the sea islands and the transatlantic slave trade was abolished, there continued a domestic enslavement trade. So you're talking about 1808, there being the abolition of the British transatlantic slave trade, and then they're turning around being the Emancipation Proclamation in the United States way after the fact way after a war, way after several civil rights bills had even been done. We've dealt with a number of things that still say, are we truly free, no matter where honor to be. So we wanted to take this time, while that news was fresh, to address it and also to blend it into what this month was truly about. And I thought it apropos to talk about 
Caribbean Vibrations, Emancipation, and the Gullah Geechee Nation because we have a number of different things that have gone on here in the Gullah Geechee Nation that some might think are new, but they're historic. Last weekend, several people journeyed to Charleston, South Carolina, not only to stand for and with the families of the Emanuel Nine, God bless the dead for the Emanuel Nine, that there was a freedom and unity march. There was a end to racial disparities and end to gun violence, central theme to that unity rally that took place last Saturday in Charleston to Francis Marion Park. And if you are friends with us on Facebook or you're a fan on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook page, you saw some of the videos that we posted from last Saturday. And if you go to Emmanuel Non-Unity March on Facebook, you can see several others. And one of the things that was brought up was by Pastor Jamal Bryant. He said, well, you have black friends, but do you support black business? Well, that was a critical part because most of the time when we get into discussions about the transatlantic slave trade, I notice that people want to shirk the economic aspect of that, and they also want to shirk today's economic disparities that take place wholesale throughout the black community worldwide. The global black community tends to be secondary in terms of economics, Sometimes they're even lower than that, depending on what community we're discussing. So when he brought that up, he was referencing the fact that, you know, we have all these friends after a tragedy. We have all these people that say they love the black community after a tragedy. But have you ever spent any money with them? Have you ever supported the things that they're doing? So it goes back to looking at some parallels that are still going on even now when we look at Charleston being an international city, being Charlestown, where people were kidnapped from the Windward Coast, West Coast, the various parts of the motherland, but were people that even had been marched from the interior to the coast to be sold, then were transported. Some were dropped off in the Caribbean or Caribbean, and then there were people brought over. Many only talk about Barbados and those connections, but we're going to be talking about a lot of those other connections over time on this show. Because even with my new book, which is A Place for We, Black Townships in the Land of the Gullah Geechee, I discuss in that book the connection even to an island called Navassa that we have here that we have a city called Navassa or a town called Navassa in North Carolina that many of us were unaware had a connection to the Caribbean. Bermuda is not very far off the coast of Charleston. People don't tend to examine that connection with Bermuda, but there is there are a few connections historically with the Gullah Geechee community and Bermuda. And then everyone talks about Barbados. Well, this year for the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, we will be featuring our links to Barbados because we will also be featuring it as we journey to Barbados in 2019 to look at the emancipation of our people in that nation. Because more people go to the Caribbean for the beaches and for the food and the music and they want to go jump up and wind down and they want the rum. But again, the economic aspect of the rum, the blood in the rum, we don't look at. 
the fact that there were African people that worked in those places that had to deal with the milling of the sugar cane and the creation of the rum and how hot the vats would get and that sometimes they would fall into them and they would just let them burn there because what was in the pot was more valuable than the person. And so here it is that even now alcohol is a major industry globally. But look at what it has done to the children of the motherland. Look at the economics that people make off of promoting alcohol to the black community in particular worldwide. And so when we start to look at the Caribbean and the Caribbean vibration, most of the time we think about someone having a beautiful drink and a hand a beautiful lady there. She's fairly clad and she's winding down and you see colors and vibrations and the brothers with the drums and all of these things. But then do you look past carnival time? Who makes the economics in the community? Who is enriched by the tourism that goes on there? Do you even care? So these are the types of things we're going to examine and nuance. And if you want to get your tickets, we really encourage you to do so right now to get your passes to the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, which will be the first weekend in August, August 3rd through 5th. If you want to participate in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's activities, you would get a weekend VIP pass. If you're only coming in for Saturday at the Charleston Music Hall, then you can get just the regular pass, and they're available at info. If one want to go, go on to info. G-U-L-L-A-H. G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot I-N-F-O. And where is that festival going to be held? In Charleston, South Carolina. Not very far from where this Unity March just happened, right across the street from the Visitor Center, where the Chamber of Commerce counts how many millions of dollars of heritage tourism comes into the city of Charleston annually. But very, very small percentages make it back to the Gullah Geechee. So last weekend, people migrated to Charleston, some for that occasion with Emmanuel, and others for Carry Fest, where they celebrated the connection between another island that we have links to, but especially from our Florida part of the Gullah Geechee Nation, which is Cuba. The celebration this year of Carry Fest connected to Cuba, highlighted Cuba and Charleston. Now, interestingly enough, a lot of people have no idea that June is Black Music Month, nor do they realize that June is National Caribbean American Heritage Month. This year, the person that they have in Washington, D.C., of the U.S., actually did do what other presidents have done before him, and he issued the following proclamation. During Caribbean American Heritage Month, we honor America's long shared history with our neighbors in the Caribbean and celebrate the Caribbean Americans who have enriched our nation. Caribbean Americans embody the American spirit with their talents and hard work, contributing greatly to America's economy. They protect our citizens as law enforcement officers, serve our communities as public officials, and mentor our country's young people as educators. Through their tremendous athleticism and determination, they have brought pride to the hearts of America as members of numerous U.S. Olympic teams. 
Their leadership and resolve have made incredible contributions to our society. As trailblazers, Americans with Caribbean roots have sewn their unique thread into the fabric of our nation. Dr. William Thornton, a native of the British Virgin Islands, designed the United States Capitol and is generally considered the first architect of the Capitol. Jean-Baptiste Dussabal, the Dussabal, the first permanent resident of Chicago, was born in Haiti. Widely recognized as the founder of Chicago, his prosperous trade settlement has become one of the most iconic cities in the world. This month, we acknowledge the numerous contributions of Caribbean Americans to our nation, including those of the more than 4 million Caribbean Americans who live in the United States today. We are also deeply grateful to many Caribbean Americans who have served or are currently serving our country as members of the armed forces. There's more with just his name or whatever and encouraging the Americans to join in celebrating the history, culture, and achievements of Caribbean Americans with appropriate ceremonies and activities. And so no doubt every year here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, one of the most apropos celebrations is Carrie Fest. Sister Lorna does this event every year. We've supported her from the time that she started. We appreciate her continuing to do the work. So if you're interested, you missed this year, you want to know what's going on next year, make sure that you follow Charleston Carry Fest on Facebook. You can also find them at charlestoncarryfest.com, and you can see the types of events that go on from the opening ceremony where there's usually a historic lecture to the parade to the celebration at Brittle Bank Park, to the FET and all of that. So they have a number of activities to educate, to celebrate, and so that you can always take part. So we just want to salute all of our cousins of the various islands of the Caribbean or the Caribbean, depending on who's pronouncing it, okay? We definitely want to celebrate all of you, and we want to celebrate our historic legacy of linkage still with our family of the other islands, from Haiti to Barbados to Jamaica to the Virgin Islands to the ABC Islands, as they call them, you know, to the Bahamas to Bermuda to Navassa to all of these places, Cuba. We are so blessed to know our links, our story, our connection. The interesting thing about it is that there are numerous islands, especially Haiti, where there's an Independence Day celebrated there. And their independence is separate from their emancipation because in many cases the emancipation was still under the guise of the crown of England. So here it is that they then have other independence days where the countries like Haiti fully took their independence back from France, but we're in, and the rest of a lot of the Caribbean, they're either the British something, like the British Virgin Islands versus the Virgin Islands, which the others that say the Virgin Islands are non-voting territories of the United States. So how independent is the independence? How emancipated? are those that say they're emancipated. So when we start to look at the dynamics of things, as much as things change, they remain the same. If we're only giving labels to 
things but not actually providing the economics behind it. We're not providing the power. In other words, as some would say, it has no teeth in it. There's no bite. So if you're in a fight and you have no bite, you might get beaten pretty badly. So we have to start to truly examine this word when we talk about emancipation and what are we being emancipated from. And in most of the cases, it was from transatlantic slave trade. But what I found is that the colonization that took place in the motherland itself, in the Caribbean, has had an even more insidious, ingrained energy than what we call the slave mentality in North America. Because most people of African descent in North America know about transatlantic slave trade. They know the word slavery that they were taught in school. They know that they were taught about Abraham Lincoln and the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. Most are not aware that that Emancipation Proclamation was was first read into world history here in the Gullah Geechee Nation on the island of Port Royal, in the town of Port Royal, at what once was Smith Plantation, a Sea Island cotton plantation. Most are unaware of that fact, but they knew that after that, quote, black folk went out on their own to drive, to survive, to fight for their existence. And then they got the counterattack during the Reconstruction era that we now call the Jim Crow era. You had the slave codes go to the black codes, and there was segregation, and then they find out about the civil rights movement. And they find out about one Civil Rights Act and not realize there were several prior to the one that is associated with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., God bless the dead. But if you go to GullahGeecheeNation.com and type in civil rights, you'll see that I've blogged about, I've written about, I've talked about on this show all of the other civil rights acts that the United States had. And again, we have these things on paper, but look at what is happening even today. None but ourselves can free our minds. Now, here it is. This is a statement in Redemption Song by the late, great Bob Marley, God bless the dead, from Jamaica. Here it is that there's nothing that you can watch the videos with Dr. King is saying you signed your own Emancipation Proclamation. And we've played that here as we honor Dr. King in, in the past and in honored Emancipation Day. We've played it on this show because people need to realize that no matter what someone says they put on paper, what is the action that comes behind it? So here we had this Emancipation Proclamation that meant nothing. We had civil rights laws that are being overridden at this moment where there's still racial profiling. There's police brutality. There's all-out murders of black people at the hands of white people with guns, and yet they somehow get acquitted by simply saying, I, th- I feared for my life. Where black people have had a fear for their lives for over 400 years in any place where they also found other people that did not share the melanin that they do. Some might say, They're afraid of something that do share the melanin that they have, but I don't think it's to the level of their concern about people of other races that have a mentality that says that somehow their skin means 
they're supposed to be enslaved and that they are not supposed to be emancipated and that it is our job because we are more supreme than they to put them back in their place. We see it disguised under terminology like make America great again and things like that. At least in the 60s, these people were more outright honest with this. They straight up said segregation and day segregation tomorrow segregation forever. They told you straight out in your face that they did not feel that if you were of African descent, if you were black, if you were Negro, if you were colored, all them terms they call it, that you were equal with them. They said it out loud and they said it clearly. They didn't mix among you and then act like they were your friend while letting your businesses starve to death, letting your institutions shut down while they sat there with the economic power to contribute to it and let you go on and do the work that you had to do. There were early philanthropists that did that. Many of the people they call robber barons gave a lot of money in this region to make sure, quote, Negro people had schools. But now once we had schools and someone provided you with education, it was all about what you would do with that education. But now we go back to that word emancipation. We go back to that word colonization. Depends on who the educators are, what they're educating you with, and what they're indoctrinating you with, and how or whether or not you assimilate and you ascribe to being them or being you. Right now in historic St. Helena Island, we have one of the schools that came in during the U.S. Civil War, which is Penn School, the first trade, agricultural, and normal school for freedmen. It was a missionary school founded by two white women, Anglo women, Laura Town and Ellen Murray, who were part of the American Missionary Association. They did what they felt was right, what to them you were to change these Negro children into the people that you thought would be good citizens. There's a whole term for what was done here called the Port Royal Experiment. It was the template for assimilation in the Sea Islands that also got transported to the motherland with missionaries, that also got transported into HBCU curriculums, that also got transported to other places or had a parallel component going on in the islands of the Caribbean. So for many people, Caribbean, and they talk like this and things, they let you know that they feel that they don't have any type of accent whatsoever and that the nuns and things that taught them had taken away all of those accents and so that they can speak proper. Now, I go to England often, and I can tell you right now, the Queen of England would not think that was proper. And somehow, why is it that losing your Africanism is proper anyway? seems improper to me to go against God. If God placed us each in particular lands of particular tongues, whether you believe in the Tower of Babel or not, we have different tongues and some we throw them down like a dish and thing like that, the rest throw them down the next week. I think we have a God given right 
to continue to speak that way. I think we have a God-given right to then educate our communities and our families and through our institutions in the manner that we see fit. And I feel that we have a right to be economically empowered in so doing so that we can sustain ourselves in a global economy, but not that we should feel that the only way we're going to get supported is by us emulating someone else's behavior, and that being that of the European people of the world, the Anglo people of the world, the white people of the world, that we somehow as black folk need to act as much like them as possible for us to receive any benefit, then that is not emancipation. That's assimilation. That's colonization. That means someone else is still controlling you. My show started late this evening. Why? Because a thunderstorm was getting ready to start, and I wanted to get my food out of the field so that the rain wouldn't come on it now, and then this heat stroke weather we're having where the temperatures are in the 90s and the heat indexes are at 105 would then scorch and burn and several of my squash are already rotting in the field. Several of my tomatoes are already so bottom, but I still was able to pick a half a bushel of each and get them inside before the rain came and the storm came. I could feed myself off the same land that my self-determined, self-sufficient great-great-grandfather fed his family from, where he taught him children and things like that, for Guano Jonah and for Gideon food for them and things like that. And what I could have done for the Madawadim, and what I could have done for Mazadim, what I could have done for yourself. So here it is that true emancipation comes when we have land ownership. We have our own language, traditions, and culture that we can celebrate regardless of whether anybody else proclaims those celebrations to be deemed correct or not. It comes when we reunite with our kinfolk across the world and we relink the African diaspora in a way that's uplifting, not exploitive, but in a way that allows us to know that when you celebrate one, you celebrate all. And when you enslave one, you've enslaved all. And so we are blessed in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We be Gullah Geechee anointed people. To have the children of the diaspora come here, celebrate we and for celebrate with me who we be down here. And to know that there is self-sufficiency still here. And we can still live a self-emancipated life because many of our ancestors fought get out of bondage, then came back to the Sea Islands and purchased this property that we still live on, that we feed ourselves from as long as God continues to bless the soil and heal the land. We going to stand. So as we worked and toiled in those fields, we sang songs that now ethnomusicologists want to call work songs and feel songs, and then they somehow feel like when we sung them inside the building, they suddenly became praise songs and spirituals. Well, they're all spirituals. <laughs> and then people altered the spirituals as they migrated many times into the deep south, working still in cotton, but just not sea island cotton, that short staple cotton that grows down in Mississippi Delta and down there in Louisiana where the rest of the Geechee family is and over across there in Texas 
going closer to the border of Mexico. And here it is that they toiled and in that toil and in that heat and in that sun, one of the things that can keep you going are the songs. And many times it was the songs of freedom. So we kept singing them. And as we kept singing them, the spirits got uplifted. And when they lifted high enough, we started shouting. And that's why when they didn't give us all of what we were supposed to get for emancipation, we fought for civil rights acts. And when they still didn't uphold those original two civil rights acts, they kept on pushing and they got through this civil rights act back in the 1960s that we often see the photographs during Black History Month or around January the 15th where you see Dr. King there while the president is signing the Civil Rights Act and even now there needs to be yet another one. But I say forget civil rights. Let's go for human rights. That is not the agenda of the United States. They just pulled out of the U.N. um, the other day and another pulled out of another section of the U.N. the other day, the Human Rights Commission. So What does that say to you? That says to me there's more that we must do in order to have that smooth, lovely vibration that we like in the Caribbean foot. And that means that we have to do so much more to have emancipation. But that's why we stood to become the Gullah Geechee Nation so that we have our dual citizenship in the United States because there is still yet a debt owed to us beyond an apology. Because in Charleston, yes, that city where it all began, Charleston issued an apology. And I have yet to read the text of it. I plan to get a copy of it. It was issued on Juneteenth so that they said they were apologizing for the 155 years of Slavery, well, now we want to see the money, as they say, show us the money. Many people want to know about more than a resolution. They want to know about reparation and evolution. What is going to happen now in regard to how Gullah Geechis are treated in Charleston County, South Carolina, in the city of Charleston? South Carolina, and you all should come join us there the first weekend of August to find that out. So I do have a copy, and it was a pretty long resolution that we are going to end up reading on this show and doing an entire broadcast about it. I just didn't want to do the entire reading of it tonight because we wanted to have this opportunity to give due honor where it should be for Caribbean Heritage Month. We didn't want to be remiss in letting it come in and go out without acknowledging that the existence of it was here. Because as you already know, we got distracted already this month with something that will be going on this weekend. I told you last week that we would keep you apprised of what is going on here on St. Helena Island. The Penn Center has already erected the fence is not fully up. It is already covering the side and the front of Frizzo Community House. Many of you have read my blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com in which I discuss from Penn Center to Penitentiary the attempted incarceration of a Gullah Geechee community 
and I need you to go and read that article so you know where I stand. And we pray that you will be standing at St. Helena Elementary School on Highway 21 on Historic St. Helena Island, South Carolina, in the Gullah Geechee Nation this coming Saturday, June 30th at 10 a.m. There will be a march and rally going from the elementary school to Dr. Martin Luther King Drive. And so we know there plans to be another heat index warning. So bring umbrellas, cover your heads, wear comfortable shoes, bring water bottles and everything. Have towels with you. If folks cannot walk that distance, meet us at the intersection of Dr. Martin Luther King and Highway 21 this Saturday, June 30th, on historic St. Helena Island. Because if we're truly an emancipated people, if we're truly a self-determined people, we don't allow people to come into our community under the guise of being part of any type of board or being a staff at a historic institution and then dictating the lifestyle and the look of our sea islands. And if they want to alter it and they want to gate themselves in, then they can gate the money out. So people need to know that if they're now visiting St. Helena Island, that is not a site that they need to go and see. It is, in fact, a sore eye for the community. And so please make sure that you go to change.org and sign the petition by the Concerned Citizens of St. Helena Island against turning Penn Center into a gated area. We thank all those that did not go out and support the Farmer's Market last weekend that you showed that you are in support with the community. We thank Mary Means and various others who wrote letters and sent those to the board and also sent them out to the media. I'm waiting to see if the local media is anything or if they are skewed toward that institution that they have been connected to themselves uh, in terms of the mainstream media over the years. We're going to see what kind of balance there is. I think all of you who I saw tweeting out to Kamal Bell and others who have done, you know, promo pieces to make it seem as if this was an institution of Gullah Geechee culture when actually it's a missionary school and a historic institution that did not work for Gullah Geechees to continue their language and their tradition and their culture, but to assimilate them. And so to assimilate them for such a time as this, that when the political arena is open, they wouldn't challenge it, that they would do as they're told and stay in their place. And if you do that, then I know of freedom. You've never had a taste. But as I say, I be free and I be Gullah Geechee, so honey ain't gonna bind me, not to all tall, you see. So this is Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation. I have a few minutes here. I'm going to open the phone lines. If anyone wants to call in, number is 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. And I just want to say thank you, thank you to all the Hunter Chillin with the DLT to support we. Thank you, thank you for all of them who done give. We definitely still need you to give to our Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund at GoFundMe. And we also have it posted up where you can always find us. We are Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook. You can also find our sponsors, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, at gullahgeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. Ain't it no I in Geechee if it a we. You can also email us to G-U-L-L 
G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. At Twitter, you you can tweet us at Gullah Geechee. On Instagram, we're also Gullah Geechee. I want to thank everyone who also went out on Saturday to Savannah, to the Jepson Center to support the deep kids, as we call them, the deep center for learning out of Savu. Those children did an outstanding job presenting Go Back and Fetch It. I am looking forward to having a copy of the video from the entire performance. We put up some photographs and we put up some articles today on Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, so please check those out and continue to support our children learning who they be and things like that. Because, see, we ain't going to be truly free if the children ain't know who you be. And so definitely it's important that our children know who they are so that they can be the leaders for the future. They will hold on to our land and guide our institutions and take a stand. And so definitely want to salute everyone who came out there. If you are interested, once again, in coming to join us in Charleston, our big event is coming up fast. First weekend in August, the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival that will celebrate our connections with Barbados. This year our theme is Disha, the Gullah Geechee. So guanyona to gullahgeechee.info if on the one go, guanyona to gullahgeechee.info. And definitely, once again, meet the St. Helena Island family at this rally on Saturday, beginning at St. Helena Elementary School, 10 a.m., marching on Highway 21 toward Martin Luther King. So if you get there a little late and you see the crowd, park your car, get on out, walk the rest of the way. If you cannot walk, just stay there at Martin Luther King and Highway 21 with your posters and everything up calling for this to end and that we need to be back here at peace again here on St. Helena Island. So I thank everybody who continues to celebrate the music that has emitted from African souls. In the midst of turmoil, somehow God has continuously given us music, musical formats, musical styles, ways that we could emancipate our souls when sometimes it seemed like our minds and spirits were down, sometimes even when it felt like our minds and spirits were bound. We were able to sing. We were able to shout. We could go out in the bush of and thing like that they ain't no way all about. Or that God be with me chilling. Or in it a shouting time for true. And honey chilling, this year the queen quit from the Gullah Geechee Nation. And right ya, honey know how we do. So this year weekend, I going to see if honey chilling could did it with we. And if honey chilling, the coming true. So definitely... I appreciate you and glad that you tuned in. One more again, the we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. Ah, Bahana chillin' now at a time for we to go. Look forward to cracking we teat with Hunter one more again as we gee up lifting to the living legacy and pay ancestral homage, peace, blessings, and emancipation.